0: You get us for an hour today, 60 minutes, actually less. Thanks to Sports Center. Way to go, Adrian. Way to kill two minutes of the show today. Appreciate it.
1: Got to give that hockey rundown.
0: You do. You got to let us all know that uh, we're without the defensive player of the year in the uh, Celtics series. It's important stuff.
1: Actually, that is important stuff.
0: (laughs) Man, how long must we sing this song, Bono? I wonder. Sunday, bloody Sunday, getting us started here on a very abbreviated edition of the program. I'll be honest with you though. Uh, uh, Chihuahua's gonna be fun tonight. Luke Voigt's on injury rehab. Why is it that sometimes the good the good ones always come when they're on the road?
1: How does it work like that? Yeah, I'm bummed out with this, Steve. And I I thought that we would get a chance to see him in El Paso. Me too. May, maybe we will if he says on an extended rehab, but probably unlikely. Right there oh. instead. You'll have to head out to Constellation Field and watch the Sugar Line go up against El Paso tonight.
0: I'll tell you what, we better get Tatis. I'm just saying we better get Tatis here. Not, not, um, you know, Round Rock, Reno, Vegas, Sacramento, um, where else? Frisco. Uh, No, you want him here. So hopefully that'll happen.
1: It better happen.
0: He he skips. Is Frisco even in Frisco's not in triple A, are they? They're double A.
1: I don't think so. I think they're double A. But I, I also want to say that uh I feel like El Paso is a little robbed of not getting Tatis to begin with. And yep. I I mean it just speaks to what a sensation he is as a young star in baseball. But yeah, on his rehab, he needs to make a stint to the nine one five. I'm with you on
0: that one. I'm with you. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. Rod Munch, what happened to the old phone number? Well, we got rid of it, Rod. There it is. That's, that's what happened to it. It died. It, it, it was retired. It was retired like, like those great, you know, jersey numbers from the past. That's what we did. We took the 880-5763 number and we retired it. Is it permanently retired? I don't know. Last time we tried calling it, nobody answered. I wonder if that's still the case. Let's find out.
1: I can't wait for the day that somebody actually answers this. Or maybe somebody will answer this eventually, Steve, and then they'll hand it over to us because they're tired of orally calling them all the time. That would be good.
0: What a terrible sound on a connection that is, dude. That's awful. Listen to that. Doesn't even sound clean. It sounds just... That's garbage. Let's see if somebody picks up.
1: Just stay with us.
0: Yeah, I, I'm hoping somebody picks up. I, mean, I I... You know, our old number is just... It just rings. It's so weird. It's like they haven't assigned it to anybody. Can you... Somebody... Can somebody get our old number, please? So we don't have to just keep trying to call it every couple of weeks to hope somebody answers.
1: Hey, Adrian, it's been four years. Here's a company phone.
0: Here's yeah, the number. Well, if I were if, listen, my advice to our listeners out there, somebody go get that line. Somebody go 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 to your cell phone provider and say, "I want 8805763 as my new cell number." Why not? Then you could get calls throughout the day for people thinking they're still dialing Sports Talk. That's the way to go. That's how you do it and do it right. Um, with your new phone number. That'd be awesome too. Somebody gives a business card, "Hey, that number looks familiar. Isn't that the old Sports Talk request line?" It is. I I took it. I mean, you know, I went to my cell phone provider and told them that's the number I want. I want the old Sports Talk number.
1: I don't blame them. I would too. That's the way to do it. Yeah, so, it, would, it would be smart if like a business did this or something like that, you know, and it they're would trying be. to get leads or something like that. Yeah. That's exactly.
0: Or how about this? Somebody just wants to talk sports all day. They don't care and they make that their new number so that when old, people just dial in, thinking they're dialing us, they'll just answer the phone and just have a strike a random sports conversation for five or ten minutes. That's what you do.
1: Yeah, let's bring both those together. So you could start a business that where you, call, you get calls and you accept calls, and then at the end of the phone call, you talk sports, and at the end of the phone call, you try to get them to subscribe to some kind of website where you post articles about sports.
0: You know, if I didn't have a cell number that was 20-something years old, I would take the 880 number away and just grab it.
1: Really? Wouldn't you want it? No, I wouldn't want it. How come? Because people would call me at all weird times of the night. And that's they would our all number. know it. It's
0: like a badge of honor. That was our number for so long. That was it. That was ours. Let
1: it die. Let it yeah. retire.
0: There it is. That's it. Let it go. Put it Put it in the ground and bury it once and for all. All right, so our new number is 915-505-6009. That's 915 915- 5056009 as we get going here on our Tuesday edition of the program all right um i'm looking at some of the news today so you're right i mean that's the, i guess the big story is no marcus smart um, against the bucks and by the way uh, it's a must win i mean you can't lose both games at home and go down 0-2 to milwaukee
1: this is a must win in a huge way for Boston. I mean, you looked at how they came out in game one. Not only Jaylen, not only was Marcus Brown a little injured and dinged up in game one, but Jalen Brown did not play well at all for the Boston Celtics. So if you take away Marcus Smart, if you talk about a limited Jalen Brown going into game two, even though the Milwaukee Bucks are without Chris Middleton, who's arguably their second or third best player on their team, the Bucks have a really good chance to steal one at TD Garden Go up two nothing and have a chance to close this one out in a sweep. I can't believe we're talking about this because just a week ago, Steve, I I think Boston was the odds-on favorites to win the East. Some were picking them to win it all in in the NBA. And I think that's what happens after you end up playing the Brooklyn Nets. I think after you play a team like that who's so flashy, who has one of the best players in the world in Kevin Durant, and when you storm through them, everybody thinks of you very highly. But at the same point, you look at the other team. Milwaukee has been there. They've done that. They've gone through a lot long playoff experience. They know not to get too excited after just one round.
0: Good point, good point. Um you can you know, include Philadelphia in that risk too because look what happened there. They lose to Miami 106-92 yesterday, get blown out. And then uh give Phoenix credit for beating uh, the Mavericks 121 to 114. Those are going to be some pretty good series. I think I don't see a sweep at all in the Philadelphia Miami series and I think that Dallas and Phoenix has a chance to go the distance
1: big key for the Philly series is when will Philly get uh, Joel Embiid back now the interesting thing with this injury with Joel Embiid is it's not his hand injury which by the way they said it will require surgery after the season's over he broke his face Steve he fractured an orbital bone in his face and I've never that's never happened to me I've been reading about it over this past week and apparently like I was thinking to myself like if you're a basketball player, do you need that? Like, do you need your face and stuff? But apparently it's, like, super painful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time you get even hit anywhere, you kind of feel it also in your face. So you have to be limited contact. And uh, for a physical guy like Joel Embiid who bangs down low, he relies on his physicality. So for me, uh, losing Joel Embiid in the first two games, that's a significant loss to Philly. How will they respond in game two, and when will they get Joel Embiid back? Yeah,
0: how how does that heal in a week? With as much pain as that? That is how do you suddenly like four or five days later recover from that? And is he going to have the whole full Rip Hamilton face mask going for the rest of the series? That clear mask that just protects your whole face.
1: Yes, he will have it. He's going to have this black one, though, so he's going to oh, look kind of wow. like Batman,
0: you know? That's cool. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I like that. Has, have you seen what the mask looks like yet?
1: Yes. He's worn it before, he, and that's the thing is that everybody's kind of circulating those photos on uh, social media, on on online, and stuff like that. Joel Embiid wearing this mask that he he had in the past, uh, and he's uh, expected to bring that back. Now, the big question is, like, is it game oh, three nice. or four? But have you seen it? Are, it? It looks like he's like Batman or something. Something like that. It is, um, yeah. I mean,
0: this is a very cool looking mask. Now, it doesn't cover his mouth or you know his uh, his jaw, but it pretty much extends to the nose and um, and and down from there, like down the cheeks. I like that mask. That is. That's evil-looking. That's cool.
1: That's why I like it. It's kind of a menacing mask, and right now, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm kind of laughing. It kind of reminds me of, like, MF Doom's mask uh, for any hip-hop fans out there. But um, for Joel Embiid, he needs to be in the series. As one of the guys who's uh, one of the best players in the NBA, they need him in a big way to beat the best team in the East, which is Miami, by record.
0: Line ringing in, 505-6009, our telephone number, 505-6009. Get you right on on in and through to Sports Talk here on a one-hour Tuesday edition of the program. Um, also, you can tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, uh, just like my son's red beer mix tweeted me to just go get the phone number. That's not I listen. I listen if If I didn't have this number forever if my number right now, my cell number is uh, you know i mean I haven't changed it, so it's been around twenty plus years, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not ready to just try to take the uh, old request line away, but you know what i I do feel like that like you know I belong with that line i, I I'm not going to lie to you i mean you know if I was to ever try to get a custom number, that would be it i mean there's no doubt about it I'd take that old uh, that that old request line but I don't know if uh, cell phone uh, providers will even give that out. They might not. That number might belong to uh, AT&T, and uh, they might not make that available to uh, a cell phone user. You might You might be denied or have to pay big money for that number. Who knows how that's going to work? I have no idea. All right, let's go to Jim. We'll find out what he has to say. He's joining us next on Sports Talk. Hey, Jim, what's going on? How are you?
1: Doing good, Steve. How are you?
0: Fine, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, I heard y'all talking about your old number. Here's, I'm going to try to get your old number. You should, and people can call me, and I, you know, I'll do sports talk. You know, just well off the air. One can't call it sports talk because that's your all show. But you if, know, you want, a, if you well, want, if
0: you want to, you know, that could be you could be like the, the, the sports talk yeah. home edition. I mean, Jim, right. that'd be awesome. Something we you know, and when you answer the phone, something. think about this. Well, if you get that number and you answer the yep. phone, you can say, hey, welcome to Sports Talk. This is Jim. Who is this? You're going to freak out everybody that starts calling yourself. That's going to be awesome. Yeah.
1: I think that's going freak out. And I'm going to tell you what. I'll make you a little offer. I'll be your like your farm system. Cool. So I'll be like your backup, like the Chihuahuas and the Padres. So I like that.
0: Well, how about um, this, Jim? If, what if one you- of
1: you gets sick, get a sore throat, you can come down, do a rehab, I'll go up, beyond the air, and then when you're feeling better, you just swap spices again. How's that sound?
0: I like that. And not only that, what if you get really good callers that, like, call your cell phone regularly to talk, to, don't call the show, and you're like, hey, you know what, guys? I've got a couple of good names and numbers for you that really could be good additions to the program as callers. That's so right. not only can you, you know, you could be my, uh, you know, our backup, but now you could start grooming potential callers for the show as well. This has a lot of potential, Jim. I like it
1: that's right okay well let me work on it on this and we'll see
0: all right let me know how far you come along with that all right good luck to you okay (laughs) take care all right jim you too i like that Jim's going to be our our Triple A uh, our Triple sports talk host. That's cool.
1: You know that hours that he doesn't get a chance to actually answer it, it'd be hilarious if his voicemail left like live lines. Like here are my picks for tonight's games. Uh here's a uh, you know I'm mm. taking Boston minus 6 uh, on the boards against the against the uh the Bucks stuff so like that. So his daily
0: voicemail is essentially handicap choices in sports.
1: Yes, that would be like excellent. That 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 would um kind of round out everything and we could really make this happen
0: that would be incredible really it would be especially if he starts hitting you imagine starts giving free picks out everybody starts calling him up on a daily basis just to get his just to get his selections how cool that would be that would be really
1: cool yes we need to make this happen with jim
0: i like that jim go for it man get that number go get that go get go you go get that 880 number for yourself that would be phenomenal all right quarter past good start to the show hey we've got 45 minutes to go 505 6009 gets you through to Sports Talk as we send it over to Charlie 1 and get our first of two traffic updates here this afternoon. All right, Charlie, how are we doing here on the shortened edition of Sports Talk? As Sports Talk rolls along, looking at some of the tweets coming in, Jojo Ortiz tweets the show Someone call the Cowboys and tell them to trade for Nick Needham. We need a lockdown slot corner. When was the last time a UTEP player played with the Cowboys? It's a tough question because, you know, for four or five years, Jamil Showers was on the team, off the team, practice squad, and that's all he was. He was just guy never played a snap in the regular season, only preseason play. But Jamil Showers was the last time I know that a UTEP player played with the Cowboys. He just never got in an official game. It was always either practice squad or or um, the preseason. Now, as far as Utah players with the
1: Cowboys, um, I mean, has there been a player since Tony Tolbert? I don't think so, Steve. I think that's exactly the last name that you have to. I was thinking Jamil Showers, Tony Tolbert. Those are the two guys right there. that were at least on my radar. Yep. I know that there had been uh, UTEP players previously added to the the camps and you know the the training camps and all that kind of stuff, but not actually making a roster, actually playing on the field.
0: Billy Davis played for the Cowboys. He just never played a UTEP. He was in El Paso in. Um, who played his college ball out of the city, but you know El Paso in won a ring with the Cowboys, but just never was a UTEP minor. So it's a that is a tricky question when you start to look back at it.
1: Kind of surprising that the Texas teams in the NFL really don't have a lot of ties with UTEP. I mean, I mean, I know that we're so far away from Dallas and Houston, but you don't see a lot of former minors becoming Texans or Cowboys. Uh, I know Quentin Demps is probably the only one you're talking about as far as the Texans alum, but that's about it. I mean, we're, we're in the backyard in the same state, and uh, yeah, you just don't see a lot of representation from UTEP on those rosters.
0: No, it's tough, and uh, you know, hope you see more of it uh, down the road. You really do, but um, at the same time, I get it. I understand why you know there's so many El Paso wins that are, that love the Cowboys and they obviously would love to see UTEP represented with the Cowboys. I would too. I think that would be a a big one for a lot of uh, minor fans to uh, to get behind and, and enjoy. But it's tough because even though there's been a lot of uh, players that have gone ahead and played in the NFL over the years, or at least had a chance to go play. Um, You know, with uh, teams in the preseason and get invited to training camp or minicamp, it's much different when you talk about putting up stats in the NFL. That's where it gets really tricky, Adrian. As you as you kind of go through the list and really look to see who's played in the NFL over the years.
1: I would, uh, you know, it's never say never. Even with the current batch of guys like Will Hernandez, Aaron Jones, uh, of course uh, Nick Needham, like we just mentioned, Roy Robertson, Harris. I think you have to, for those guys right there. You you really want to look at those guys and see what kind of uh, longevity they would have in their careers. I mean, it's it's so rare to see a player in the NFL start and play with the same team that he started with all the way throughout his career in the NFL. So uh, those, those four that I just listed, those guys are still young in their NFL careers. Who knows, maybe down the line the Cowboys have a need for one of those different positions and they end up getting somebody like Aaron Jones or a Nick Needham on the backside of their career or something like that.
0: That would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. So uh, good job, JoJo, on that question. Appreciate that. Thanks for getting in on the show. Uh, This comes from Ed McDonald and Minor Eddie Mac. Whatever you guys are obsessed with that number, I know whose it is. He's never going to answer. It's a retired Colombian drug lord, lives on the west side, and he's waiting for a new dictator to take over Nicaragua.
1: And Ed is, uh, I, that's... I, I, I bet Ed is going to go after this number. I, I bet you that's the case. Wouldn't be surprised.
0: I would not be surprised at all. So, anyway, um... Oh, uh, Christofino uh, Mutazama wants to know our thoughts on crypto. Hey, we did that a couple of uh, months back. We had on a local crypto
1: expert to talk about crypto. I thought that was uh, NFTs. I thought we were talking some NFTs on the show. Well, isn't NFTs and crypto kind of the same thing? Yeah, I guess so. I, I think uh, crypto is a little different because that's you're, you're playing with like the stock market type of thing. Yeah. NFT NFTs more you know you're trying to buy kind of like a token or like a non fungible token, whatever that is. Uh, for me, I'm not about crypto. I tried doing it during the pandemic for a little bit, had a cup of coffee with Doge, and that was about it. I- I'm not about to uh, invest in Bitcoin or Doge or anything like that. I'm not a hater, though. So if you want to do it, go ahead. If that's how you spend your money, go for it.
0: Maybe somebody will do it, do it right, give you a uh, little bit of a tutorial. Next thing you know, you're a uh, you know, you're know a Doge expert.
1: There you go. I like that. Maybe I could get the online lessons from somebody like this.
0: Could be the case. Could be the case. All right, uh, by the way, No UTEP basketball news today. You know, we like to give you that update when you when you join in. uh is there any new UTEP signees or guys in the portal or in other places? Have not seen anything uh, since really the Sule boom news yesterday.
1: Yeah, Sule to Xavier that was that dropped yesterday. Malik Zachary coming from South Plains to El Paso. He'll be joining us on the show tomorrow, which should be a lot of fun. The one thing that we we hadn't really hit on, Steve, was the uh, the players that UTEP lost out on uh, during the the portal process. I should say. I mean, one of the guys that they were really high on we. We talked about on this show Miami, Ohio transfer, Day Day Grant. He ended up choosing Duquesne over UTEP. And then one of uh, El Paso's own, Jawan Newton, uh, instead of going to UTEP and staying in the 915 and transferring from Evansville, uh, he decided to go to Southern Illinois. And he made that announcement yesterday.
0: You know what's really interesting? Um, the timeline. You wonder um, of those three, meaning Zachary, Newton, Grant, were they all targeted? Was they were they targeting guys in different orders? Did when the chips started, domino started to fall? Did UTEP get wind of one going one place, and they offered the next guy, or did UTEP offer first, and then uh, Grant and and uh, Newton went elsewhere? We really don't know the truth and how it it all ranked because they've hosted a lot of guys, but ultimately they have pretty specific needs right now. Day Day Grant's not a point guard. Neither is Juwan Newton. Uh, Malik Zachary is. So you kind of wonder. Could UTEP have landed potentially one of those other two in addition to Zachary, considering their needs right now?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And the timing of this was very interesting because all of those guys made their commitments within 48 hours of each other. I mean, uh, you're talking about for Day-Day Grant, he visited UTEP, and then he turns around the same weekend and visited uh, Duquesne. So maybe Duquesne was able to close him on the spot. You know, Juwan Newton was very quiet on social media for all of his uh, all of his you know interests and everybody who was going after him and then he decides to commit to Southern Illinois after visiting UTEP a couple weeks ago. So uh, it seems like it's a slow-growing process, that, at least for me, Steve, just uh, no, kind of looking at this recruiting method from an outside looking in. just seems like they want to develop relationships at least and then maybe try to get recruits that way. I
0: never heard one comment from Juwan Newton about his trip to El Paso and UTEP. Did you?
1: No. Didn't even see, didn't see the jersey pick, of course. Didn't see uh, uh, anything, anything posted on social media. Didn't even see that he, he earned interest. Besides what you wrote on on our website, Steve,
0: it's so weird when you think about it because I get it, I understand the history. He wasn't recruited by UTEP the first time around, and you know might have had some hard feelings. But hey, that's a previous administration, it's previous staff. You clean slate as far as I'm concerned, but apparently not. Or he just decided. I mean, sorry, uh, UTEP in Southern Illinois. Maybe he felt he would get more playing time uh, over there. Uh, you know. Um, with the Salukis than he would here.
1: That's right. I feel like it's all about playing time. It's all about situation, what you're walking into. Uh, and, and you know, just like I, I was mentioning before, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Golding had more of a philo- philosophy to string out some of these recruits and, and really, hey, bring them to El Paso, but let them meet you. Meta- let them understand who you are as a coach and understand who you are as a staff and then build a relationship. I mean, Joe Golding always talks about relationships. Maybe he want, wants to take some time and build these relationships with guys who really want to be here at Utah.
0: I do find it fascinating that as of 430 on Tuesday, May the 3rd, uh, Christian Agnew, Cam Clardy, Shea Evans, Keza Giffa, Keontae Kennedy, Bonke Maring, Jarrell
1: Satterfield,
0: all still in the portal with no destination yet.
1: Here's the problem, Steve. A lot of the programs, those marquee programs, they've already solidified their roster. They're already done. They, they've they've spent their scholarships that they have that they had allotted. So, for some of those guys who wanted to hit the portal, especially somebody who, who ended into the portal late, like Keontae Kennedy, True. you know, it, those guys they, they've got to find a landing spot. It's going to be, uh, I don't know how much of a challenge it's going to be for some of these guys.
0: 31 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. 505-6009. Let's send it back to Adrian right now and get this bottom of the hour sports center update And 33 now past the hour tim haggerty is going to join us uh, coming up uh, with uh, his preview for the uh, sugarland skeeters and uh, the el paso chihuahuas beginning a six game uh, road stand uh road trip i should say out there in sugarland texas so that's all coming up here on the show as well um Love to hear from you if you'd like to duck in a phone call or a tweet between now and uh, the end of the program. That is uh, important uh, in itself. Uh, I'm looking at some of the other stories that made headlines today nationally. A lot of stuff nationally is kind of interesting uh, Interesting stories. Um, The fact that Ryan Tannehill went to therapy and was in a dark place at the end of the uh, Tennessee Titans season, that was one that I guess you – you know, you read it, and you, you're you like, huh, it's interesting. And then, how about this? How about saying it's not his job to mentor rookie Malik Willis? Like, really? Seriously? You're a vet? I mean, the whole idea of be about mentoring a, a, a youngster is, you know, that's what veterans do. That's what they should do. Now, again, Tannehill might be a, a little bit of a different breed, but here's the way I look at Ryan Tannehill, okay? Ryan Tannehill was garbage with the Dolphins, goes to Tennessee, reinvents himself, and if anything, should be pretty grateful for a second opportunity to turn into a a productive quarterback who's making a good living. Seems like a pretty bitter individual when you start to realize this who has problems off the field. That's yeah.
1: for sure. Oh, I, I don't want to touch on the mental health side of things because everybody could go through different things there, Steve, But with Ryan Tannehill. But uh, as far as mentoring Malik Willis, I saw, I read today that he called Malik Willis after he got drafted. Had no clue that the Titans were even interested in a quarterback. Uh, I don't know what this means for Tennessee's future. I mean, they're trading away A.J. Brown. There, it's not like Ryan Tannehill's a throw down, you know, He's not throwing down the field to begin with. They have Robert Woods as their number one receiver. Uh, among the Titans wide receiver corps, so it's not like they're going to be pass-heavy. It's probably, they're setting up for what's to be a a supposed to be a big season for Derrick Henry as the tailback position. Now, here's my thing. If Tennessee wants to reinvent their entire offense in the next two years, I'm not talking this year, but in the next two years to be more run-oriented and include Malik Willis as a dual-threat quarterback and include uh, Derrick Henry as your premier running back, then the writing's on the wall for Ryan Tanner as the starting quarterback in Tennessee.
0: But he's been productive. He just had a he had a bad game against Cincinnati. He really did. And then, you know, he said he couldn't get sleep from it. Listen, I don't necessarily think that's mental. I think that there are certain guys out there that yeah, they're competitors and I I don't blame them. If you have if you have a bad game it's a playoff game and you it costs your team a spot to go to the Super Bowl, I I'd, I'd probably be losing sleep over it too. And you want to, you know, you want to seek a therapist to talk about that? That's fine. My biggest thing is, you know what? These ideas of these veterans the whole, the whole point of being a vet should be to mentor the young guys. I I hate having a guy say to that, that it's, he doesn't think it's his job. Well, you know what? Let's show some leadership. Being a leader is somebody that does mentor young individuals, especially those that are on your team. You're supposed
1: to be a team player. Yeah, very convenient that this news came out today also. You know, the, the fact that this dr- uh, dropped – following their selection of Malik Willis. Uh, I, I think for Ryan Tannehill, it's probably prolonging the inevitable, which is, uh, you know, he'll probably, he will probably finish his career elsewhere. He'll he'll be a starting quarterback elsewhere in the NFL, and it might not be with the Tennessee Titans, but at least, you know, for him right now, I, I wouldn't say that he has to look over his shoulder all the time. He, and Malik Willis still needs to learn what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, so uh, for him, you know, I'm with you, Steve. He just had one really bad game against the Bengals. The Titans were still the number one seed in the AFC. They were still a dominant team uh, in these past couple seasons. Uh, They were in the AFC championship just two years ago. So, I I mean, I look at this team. They're not far away from trying to make a Super Bowl run.
0: But from a number standpoint, Ryan Tannehill was average. He was ordinary last year. 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 3,734 yards. It's nothing special. He was much better
1: the previous couple seasons. Who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Ryan Tannehill? Oh. I don't think it's that hard. I'd take Baker. Um, Yeah, you know what? I think I would too. Yeah. And 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 Baker's got that swagger. I like that swagger. I like the competitiveness. I like somebody being, you know, if if the accuracy's not there at times, I get it. But the accuracy's not there for Ryan Tannehill, so just run the ball.
0: Yeah, Baker Mayfield's also probably about, what, six, seven years younger?
1: Yeah, that's I like, right. I
0: like that too. I'll take the young guy. Ryan Tannehill's a 33-year-old quarterback. You know, and it's a great story because he was he was nothing his first you know first I don't know however many years it was in Miami he goes to Tennessee becomes a really nice quarterback on a great team with a great offense. I felt good for him, but you know what? It, this 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 stuff bothers me when you when you hear stuff like it. it's just
1: to me it's selfish. Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy G?
0: Ah. Uh... I've always liked Jimmy G. He just doesn't put up big numbers like like Tannehill did a few
1: times. That's all. I think I'd still take Jimmy G, too. I, I mean, mean, those two quarterbacks were available. Why didn't they just G do that? Jimmy G doesn't throw
0: as many interceptions as Tannehill does. Tannehill always throws 12 to 15,
1: 17 picks a season. Yep, that's right. And at times he still looks like that Miami Dolphins, True. Ryan Tannehill. True. All right, 38 passed. When we come back. Adrian's
0: movie review, and then out to Hags, who's live out at Sugarland. Well, we'll join him in about 20 plus minutes from now. All that at Sports Talk Continues, the one hour edition right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, uh, Adrian, what did you have a chance to watch uh, for our listeners uh, last night?
1: So, Steve, uh, I, this segment has really turned into something that I never really thought it would, which is everybody who stops me says, "Hey, you're the guy who does the movie reviews." Not like, "Hey, like what's the latest in UTEP basketball news?" No, "What's who are you picking tonight in the NBA games?" "What's the latest movie review you got?" And I I say, "Okay, that's that's cool. I like this." So, um I started, somebody recommended that I go back to my original list and kind of go in order, okay? Okay. So I could start doing that. So then I said, all right, let's do this. So I watched, I watched A Fish in the Bathtub last night, okay? This is with the Stiller family. Uh, this was on the original list. I don't know why this was on it was? the original list. Yes. I,
0: I don't remember that movie ever being recommended on I that know, list. I know, Steve.
1: I know. I'm looking at the original list right now. I don't here. even know what
0: that movie is. And I try to follow cinematic, um, A this Fish with, in the Bathtub?
1: Yeah. Yes, this is with Jerry Stiller. This is with his wife and Mira. Or, oh my am god. Am I saying that right? Mira. Yeah, but this is from nineteen ninety eight. I wanted eighties. All right, go ahead. Okay, so they are a classic bickering couple. They fight all the time. They've been married for over forty years and they just keep fighting and fighting. Well one day. The wife leaves the husband, the old grouchy man. And by the way, he insists on having this fish in in the bathtub. Uh, and and that was that led to her leaving. So she goes and moves in with her son. Her son's name is Joel, by the way. Uh, and and then they try to you know patch up their whole relationship throughout the movie. Very short movie, Steve. It tries to be funny. It tries to really play off that Stiller comedy with Jerry Stiller as this like grouchy old man. It got five out of seven on IMDb. Whoever recommended this one, I'm sorry, man. I got to give this three thumbs down. Uh, And also, this one only gets three out of ten bananas for me. Just, you know, it tries to be funny. It's just not funny.
0: I never heard of it. And I mean, again, I, you know, I I like um, Ben Stiller movies. I just never thought of Jerry Stiller. Uh, in a lead, although it does have Doris Roberts and Mark Ruffalo's in it as well, plus one of my favorites, Paul Benedict, who, for those of you who ever watched the Jeffersons, uh, he was the classic, um, I mean, one of the great supporting actors in the Jeffersons, but uh, Mr. Bentley was uh, Paul Benedict, so, yeah, I don't know, I mean, uh, not exactly one I'm going to try to check out. No, don't I check it out.
1: I can't they even made
0: your list.
1: Yeah, I don't know how this made the list. I
0: guarantee you this, Haggerty's never heard of it. Let's uh, let's ask him. Guaranteed Tim Haggerty has never heard of that movie or seen it. Am I right or am I wrong?
2: Never heard of it or seen it.
0: Thank you. I knew it.
2: Who who recommend, whoever, whoever, whoever recommended, recommended
1: that, please do not, do not watch <laughs> any of their other recommendations. I know how does I, that get on a recommendation. I need to start list? filtering this between like movies that are like classics, like really good classics, and then those that are clunkers. But I knew I'd, I'd have to sift through a couple clunkers in
2: this.
0: I hope you have nothing like that. So. You
2: know how you can tell it's a clunker. How's that? I I thought the movie world was two thumbs up or two thumbs down. Adrian said it's so bad, he gave it three thumbs down.
0: He created an extra thumb for this movie.
2: You know, you could
1: tell it when a movie's a clunker when it's free, and you could watch it easily.
0: What'd you watch that one on? Tubi. Okay. Probably, you know what? Tubi. Toobie so thanks you. You're the only person in the world that watched that movie last night and probably the only one <laughs> that's going to be watching it anytime soon.
1: I was the so. only one watching the same
0: commercial every every 15 minutes. There you go. That's right. Hags, how are things out there in Sugarland as we get ready for Luke Voigt's uh, injury rehab?
2: Yeah, he's going to be leading off as the designated hitter. Big guy, 255 pounds. He's not normally a leadoff hitter, but uh, the Chihuahuas are doing that, so he gets more at-bats. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things going on with the roster. Luke Voigt is here. Uh, additionally, for the Chihuahuas, uh, two players coming down from the Padres. There's a Major League Baseball rule that the rosters were trimmed down by two players beginning on May 2nd. That means Luis Camposano and Pedro Avila have come back to El Paso from San Diego. Uh, so the teams, you know, we talked about this last week on your show, the team is playing well right now. They've won five out of seven, and the roster has gotten even better.
0: That's true. Not to mention that uh, tonight... Mike Clevenger gets to make his first start and it's go actually I'm sorry it was postponed so much for that so there you go Guardians and Padres postponed in Cleveland so he'll have to wait till probably tomorrow for that right
2: that's right and a lot of storylines there of course Clevenger came from Cleveland there are many former Padres many former Chihuahuas on that Cleveland team like Cal Quantrill, Austin Hedges, Framil Reyes, Josh Naylor um, and the Padres are also playing well right now they had a great road trip to Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and They'll try to keep that going. Cleveland's a better team than those other two teams. But, you know, it's interesting. You look at the Chihuahuas pitching right now, and that Padres rotation is so solidified, so locked in. I mean, they have all-stars just up and down that rotation uh, that if you're a Chihuahuas pitcher right now, it really feels like your chance to the big leagues is in the bullpen.
0: That's true. Uh, meanwhile, you know, you got the the Skeeters tonight uh, and the Chihuahuas. I'm curious as to... Um, you know, who the Skeeters are going to be uh, throwing it at El Paso. What do they what do they have?
2: Yes, it is Tyler Ivy, a major leaguer with Houston last year. And Steve, I say this with excitement, not to correct you, but this is the first year of the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Ah, no wonder I screwed yes. up
0: on that uh, one. There you go. I'm happy you corrected me. That's right. Um, That's
2: right. They've done a nice job with the branding. I was walking around in the team store. It's called Galaxy Gifts. And then there's the Galactic Grill, so Mm. I feel like I'm in outer space here in Sugar Land.
0: It fits in with the Astros, doesn't it?
2: Exactly, yeah. The Houston Astros own this team. We are just 22 miles away from Houston, so that's a big part of why they picked it.
0: I'm also looking, let me see here. I like Corey Lee, the catcher, Pedro Leon. They got some good prospects on this team. Um, oh, Lewis Brinson is now uh, a, a member of the Space Cowboys. So that's cool. And, yeah, they're, they, they've they got this, like, futuristic-looking uh, cowboy as their logo. It's kind of cool. Do you think that uh, by reinventing themselves and going from the Skeeters to the Space Cowboys, the merchandise aspect of Sugar Land sales just <laughs> shot up?
2: Yeah, they made this announcement in the winter. My understanding is they had a very good couple of weeks when it came to the merchandise, both here in the Houston area uh, and also – And beyond. Um, Ooh, look at that line. Very nice. You caught that. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yes. Out of this world. Um, Much like the Chihuahuas did back in 2013, that was kind of a cool thing about the the Chihuahuas reveal was people in different cities and states picking up Chihuahuas caps.
0: How about tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. baseball, Hags?
2: Yes. Uh, That is why this game starts at 6 p.m. Central Time. There's a new baseball rule uh, dictated by MLB that if you're going to have a morning uh, field trip type game, then the previous game must start at 6.05 or earlier. So that's why we're here a little bit earlier than usual. And, uh, yeah, 11.05 here Central Time, which means people in El Paso can hear us at 10 a.m. That'll be pretty unique.
0: Breakfast with hags. I like that. Yeah. By the way, what, what's your breakfast go-to meal?
2: Uh, every day I eat a Cliff Bar.
0: That's that's your
2: breakfast? I know. I, know. I feel like every time God, you or anyone I'm asks that. me any food question, they leave disappointed with the answer. I, <laughs> I don't produce on food questions i'm, I'm no, at least i know what to and buy and you for your
0: birthday next i will just buy a box yes. of cliff bars and you'll sponsored. be happy
2: get them
1: sponsored by <laughs> tim haggerty
0: yeah we do we need to get cliff bar to sponsor you that's exactly what i'll work on that for you how's that
2: nice i love that
0: all right i'll see what i can do all right have a good call tonight tomorrow morning and uh, we'll touch base with you again on thursday hags
2: okay talk to you then
0: game one space cowboys and the chihuahuas next 600 espn el paso